I'm Hilary from Oxford Bible Church. I wanted to continue sharing with you about sharing, uh, about um, praying in tongues uh, and interceding for people. Um, as I told you last time when, when, we, when we were together, that I'm really passionate about this amazing gift that God has given us and that the great and mighty Holy Spirit who dwells within us, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing really. And so I'm just going to read those scriptures which I read last time, but they're really very important so that we understand that what I'm going to share with you is um, very scriptural. And so here we are, Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Uh, it's, it's the time of Pentecost. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks for edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues. By the way, that he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. That edifies, the word is, is really um, literally like recharges himself. And then we turn to Romans uh, chapter 8 verse 26. Likewise the Spirit also helps our weaknesses because we don't know what we should pray for as we ought but the Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 14 through to 18. Uh, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. And here he says, I will pray with the Spirit. I will sing with the Spirit. It's sometimes it's an act of will. Sometimes, beloved, it is the last thing on earth that you really feel you want to do. Sometimes when you wake up in the morning, you can feel so groggy and so tired. I must confess the first thing I say before I get out of bed is, Lord, you are the strength of my life. Um, but it's not until I actually put my feet on the floor that I begin to feel his strength, his strength. But nevertheless, you can feel very sluggish. And I do find it such a blessing to be able to pray out loud in tongues, although everything in your body is saying, please stop this. So many, many times when I've prayed in tongues, I have known wonderful, wonderful answers to prayer. And I wanted to um, to share some testimonies with you uh, from, uh, there's a missionary who uh, was an English missionary. Sorry, I've got quite a few stories here. Um, he is from England and he spent um, nearly 40, 50 years in Africa. Anyway, um, he, he was back in England, presumably he'd retired to England and he was desperately ill with cancer. Uh, he was coming to the last stages of cancer and people had prayed and prayed and prayed for him and yet he was really just very, very, very close to death. And there was an Australian lady, uh, which was the other side of the world, um, and she 
suddenly one day had such an urge to pray. It was so urgent that she literally dropped everything and she fell to her knees and she prayed. She prayed in the spirit. She groaned and she prayed um, in tongues. Um, and she prayed for something like nearly three hours in tongues without stopping. And she had a vision and she saw this man and she didn't know that he was ill. She'd heard of him, but she hadn't read anything about him, that he was sick and, and people were asking prayers for him. And she had a vision of him, of him. and uh, he was lying on a bed and he was close to death. And as she prayed, she saw him suddenly get up out of the bed, totally healed. And this was so remarkable that she noted the time of day, Australian time, the date, the day, and she wrote a letter to him. Only she didn't know how to uh, personally send it to him. So she sent it to some friends in Africa um, who knew him and they forwarded it to him. And she said in her letter, evidently you must have been very, very sick, um, you know, because I saw this vision of you. And um, by the time her letter, he received her letter, he was up and about extremely well. And he'd been to see his doctors and her doctors said they could find absolutely no trace of cancer in this man's body. Now he had been dying, he was breaths away from death. But this woman in Australia didn't know him, didn't know what she was praying for, first of all, fell on her knees in obedience to the Holy Spirit and started praying. And when he saw that, um, he wrote back to her and said, do you know, at the very time that you prayed, I was. When you saw me raised up, the time, the date, everything, that was the very, very moment that I rose up completely healed. Praise God, yes, somebody prayed. What would have happened if she'd refused? My personal opinion is he would have died. You see, God is looking for people to pray. He's looking throughout the church for someone to pray. May I ask that question of you? Are you that somebody who will kneel and pray? Pray in tongues, even though you don't know the person, even though you don't understand exactly what you're saying. Praise God, please be that person. Please be willing. Someone's life could be saved. And you know, and I, I've done this, I've become so insensitive sometimes. I think maybe all of us have. We get busy, 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 so insensitive to spiritual things that the things of this life uh, seem to be loom large and the things of the spirit seem to be really tiny. Um, and we really, we become earthbound. And I had a dream once and it was so vivid, I thought I was awake and I saw a vision. I'm pretty sure it was a dream. I'm not quite sure. Really, I'm not sure. But I was outside standing on our patio um, that was before we had it uh, power washed and it looked all sort of grubby and grey, you know, how it does with, with the, the weathering. And I was outside and I was looking down at the patio, I know exactly where I was standing, and I was looking down and it was so depressing and everything seemed so awful. And a voice from heaven said to me, look up! And in, I looked up and as I looked up, it was a beautiful azure blue sky. The sun was shining, but the amazing thing was my heart leapt within me 
with joy. And the Lord was saying, pray in the spirit. Look up, look up, look up. Yes, things are happening down here, but look up. Yield to my Holy Spirit. Pray in tongues. That was a life changer for me. So I do ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, remind me when I'm so busy, busy, busy about things, about things that are urgent but not important. Nothing's more important than yielding to the Holy Spirit. And so when we become sensitive to the Holy Spirit, uh, God can do amazing things. It means that the Holy Spirit has a channel through whom he can, he can work through. Would you be that channel? Are you willing to take that burden? God is looking for someone to take that burden of prayer. Are you willing to be that burden? Now, just to explain what that burden means, it means that supernaturally, the Lord would um, put on you maybe the symptoms of the person as you pray. Maybe, I, I mean, you'd suddenly find you've got terrific backache, but you know that you don't have backache. Or you may feel really depressed. You know you're not depressed. It's the person you're praying for. Or you may feel suicidal. You know you don't want to commit suicide, but you're praying for someone. Maybe you don't know across the other side of the world and you could save their life by just pressing through, pressing through, pray, pray, pray. Pray till you get that note of victory. Pray till you, you, you feel joy. Pray you can even start laughing. Pray till you've got that supernatural peace. Isn't it an honor, an absolute honor and privilege to be a partner with the Holy Spirit in praying God's will into this earth? There was a time when I, there's a lovely place where I used to walk my dog, Danny, shot over, it was gorgeous. It was, you know, you didn't see many people. And I would pray and pray in tongues there and sing and dance and never, nobody ever bothered me. This is a long time ago. Um, but anyway, I was praying this day and suddenly a burden came onto me and I started praying in tongues. Um, and then I saw a picture of the person I was praying for, who I knew, uh, I did know the situation, but he was a man that kept everything, you know, buttoned down. Men tend to. They tend not to share what they're feeling. So I had no idea that he was feeling the way I felt when I started praying for him. And I felt trapped. Um, I felt there was no hope, no way out. Really depressed. And I felt like I wanted to end my life. Now, I know I didn't want to end my life, but this man did. And I just prayed more fervently in tongues. I just, I didn't know what to say in English. I prayed in tongues. And then I just had the peace. It's like, it's done. God sorted it. Several days later, maybe a week later, I heard that someone gave this man ten and a half thousand pounds. Exactly what he owed which took him straight out of debt and he could get a decent job. Isn't God amazing? It was all God. Honestly, nothing to do with me. It was all God. And we just praise him and thank him. It's such a privilege, such a privilege that I said before. So we just need to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And the more we yield to him, the more sensitive we become. 
Um, and we need to be willing to take time to pray. Uh, I'm not telling you to do this, but are you willing to get up a bit earlier and pray? Are you willing to set, I mean, I would suggest even maybe just 10 minutes to start with to pray in tongues and then gradually, you know, you'll find that you'll want to pray longer. And I encourage you to pray until you get that note. Um, it's that note of praise to God. It's uh, that feeling that the burden's been lifted. You know it's gone or you begin to laugh. Honestly, you will be surprised at yourself. You will laugh and laugh and laugh. And you think, why am I laughing? This is a terrible situation. But you know it's because God has sorted the problem. And you're able to sing, sing in English, sing in tongues. Then you know that whoever it is or whatever it is, God has moved into that situation and it's been solved and all is well. Now you can thank God because you know that you know you've gotten the victory. You've got the answer. Now, you know, some people may say, well, I can't pray like that unless I feel like it. And I say with the deepest respect, oh, yes, you can. Because Paul said, I will pray with thy understanding. I will pray in the spirit. I will sing with my understanding. I will sing in the spirit. And he said, I pray more than you all. Uh, as I said the last time we were together, that actually, I mean, this bunch, they, they prayed and prayed. To, so for Paul to say that he prayed more than you all put together, I mean, he must have prayed nonstop when, in between preaching and sharing the gospel. And I found, honestly, most of the time I don't feel burdened to pray. Most of the time I feel a nudge like um, I need to pray, but my flesh says, we don't want to do this. This is the last thing on earth that we feel like doing. And sometimes it's almost like I really don't want to speak. But if you, you can make yourself, you, you are the Lord of your body, really you are, and you can pray and you can speak even when you don't want to. And so when I've pushed, it's been wonderful because soon enough the, the anointing comes and it's like, how can I explain? It's like a bird flapping their wings to get into the thermal air current. And then when they're in it, it's like, wow, look, mum, no hands. And so, you see, we can't really pray with our understanding for someone we don't know, even someone we do know, because we don't know their deepest needs. We can see it on the outside. And even ourselves, we don't know our deepest needs necessarily, but God does. The Spirit of God knows their deepest needs. And without breaking confidence with them, God's, God's not a tittle-tattler. He's not a tale-bearer. He's not a gossip. And he won't tell you um, most of the time because it's private between him and that person. And you can pray for the most intimate things that that person desperately needs someone to pray, that God wants to get his power into their life, into their heart, into their very soul to rescue them and set them free. And you can do it by praying in tongues, yielding to the Holy Spirit who prays within you. Um, you can pray uh, like this, uh, Father, um, I want to pray for so-and-so, you name them, but I don't know their deepest needs uh, and I can't really pray for them with my understanding, but I do trust you that if I yield to your Holy Spirit, uh, he will pray your will. Then you can speak to the Holy Spirit. Blessed Holy Spirit, you live within me. 
and I'm going to trust you uh, to help me make intercession, to help me to pray for this dear person, then start praying in tongues, just start. Not because you're forced to do it, not because you feel like doing it, not because you feel inspired to do it, just do it. You may start in the flesh, but a very famous Englishman um, called Smith Wigglesworth, mighty miracles happened under his ministry. And he said that uh, he didn't pray for long periods, but they, 15 minutes never went by before he prayed again. Uh, but that's, that's the way he was. But what he did say was, I always start off in the flesh and I always end up in the spirit, which means that he determined I will pray in my in tongues, I will, but then the anointing comes and wow, he's off praying in the spirit. You will find that the anointing will come, it will come upon you and sometimes you know, beloved, you will feel as though, oh, I've prayed about 15 minutes and you look at the clock and it's an hour and 15 minutes. But when you start off, you may start praying in tongues and you think, oh, surely I've prayed for 15 minutes and you look at your watch and it's only five. But please do not give up. You can't lose if you won't give up. God is looking for a channel through which his Holy Spirit can move in might and power. God is looking for intercessors. He's looking for someone who's willing to take the burden of someone else. An intercessor isn't someone who pray, is praying for themselves. They're praying for someone else. They're laying their life down. It's in secret. You don't get the, the adulation, you don't get the praise. People don't know what you're doing. But, oh, the reward in heaven. There was a, um, a very famous evangelist. I know Pastor Derek will put it up on the straps underneath. I can't remember his name. But he had a prayer partner. And his prayer partner would go into a city, he would rent a room, and he would pray and pray and pray and pray for days. He would fast and pray. Now the, the evangelist would come into town, have his meetings. Thousands of people got saved. Thousands gave their hearts to the Lord. Nobody knew the name of this man. But uh, the evangelist concern would always say, I am so grateful to my friend who prays because he's the one that makes all the difference by his prayers. Are you willing to be that one? Would you do that? I want to give you an example of a friend of mine. She came to me, oh, she was in floods of tears, bless her heart, because she said, I can't do anything for the Lord. You know, I can't get out and I, I feel so tired with this, with this wretched um, thing that I have. Uh, and she said, I want to do something for the Lord. And immediately uh, the, uh, well, it's a picture that I saw of two little old ladies in the Hebrides who prayed. And I thought, this, my friend, you can do. And I shared it with her. And she said, oh, I've just been reading about them. And they were two sisters in the Hebrides, elderly ladies. And they lived in a cottage. And nobody knew who on earth they were. Uh, and they were poor. One was blind and one was riddled with arthritis. But they prayed. They had a heart uh, after God. And they, they had such a heart for the lost. And they prayed and prayed. And they prayed for revival. And they prayed for the lost. And there was an amazing outbreak as it were, of the Holy Spirit. And hundreds of people came to the Lord because two little old ladies who weren't very mobile, who just lived in their little cottage that nobody knew, the world wouldn't look at them twice. But you see, God's not looking for something that the world would look for. 
God is looking for that dear little old lady who will, who's housebound, that person who can't get out, who will pray. He's looking for that person that the world would pass by. He's looking for the broken person who will pray and intercede. He's not looking for someone who's famous. He's looking for you and he's looking for me. It absolutely amazes me that God ever chose me to do anything in the kingdom of heaven. And I love that scripture where it says, remember your calling, not many of you, you know, and this is my words, bright and brilliant, um, you know, and I wasn't bright and I wasn't brilliant. Uh, and I felt I really couldn't do much. I certainly couldn't do any public speaking. But God utterly changed my life. And he wants to do the same for you. Um, praise God. I want to read you some more scriptures. Um, this is uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 25 to 31. Because the foolishness of, please forgive me, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And God has chosen the base things of the world and the, th the, wor sorry, the things which are despised. God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. So that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. You know, I was physically weak. I was constantly being sick. I was considered, when I say base things, they would look down at me at school and say, oh, fatty windows, who's got a red nose? So, and they wouldn't let me sing with the rest of the school because they said I sang flat. Um, and by the time I left school, I had a mega, mega inferiority complex. And it's only God that's healed me and he'll heal you too. If people have done that to you, what he's done for me, he'll do for you and more. And so, I'm, as I said, I'm passionate about praying in tongues. I just want to pray for us that um, God... God will help us. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the most precious gift of your Holy Spirit. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the great price you paid on the cross so that you could send the precious Holy Spirit to us. Thank you that the Holy Spirit helps us to pray the prayers that you long to hear. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you help us in our weakness. And you make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, Father, we thank you for the encouragement that Paul gives us as he writes to the church, I will pray in the Spirit. Father, I ask you to lead each one of us into that place where we are so sensitive to your precious Holy Spirit. I ask you to help each one of us to recognize 
when he's urging us to yield to him and to pray your will and your plan into someone else's life, into a situation that's, that's difficult and dangerous. Father, I ask you to help us to drop everything and pray and pray and pray until you give us the note of victory. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And I wanted to, to share this with you. Uh, this was shared with me by someone mighty in the Lord. Do not take lightly the things of the Lord. Do not take lightly what the Word of God says. Do not take lightly what the Holy Spirit says. If your heart is truly surrendered to God, listen in your own heart and in your own spirit. Learn to obey that inward conviction and lay aside the world's thoughts, man's thinking. Walk in the light of the Word of God and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the glory of God will be seen upon thee and the blessings of the Lord shall be yours and you shall be less blessed and your family shall be blessed and your friends shall be blessed and all that you know shall be blessed and all that you put your hand to shall be blessed. Great shall be the work that the Lord shall do for you if you will surrender yourself to him and seek his face day by day during the day Give your heart to him. Oh, seek the face of the Lord. Seek his plan. Seek his purpose. Seek his will. Be one with him in your heart and love him and tell him how much you love him. Romance your, romance your savior. He paid a huge price for you. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And our vision is to spread the in-depth teaching of the Word of God to the ends of the earth. But we need your help. If you can partner with us or, or pray for us, contribute to us, it will make all the difference to make this possible. And on our website, oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk, you, you can find the, a way you can help us financially and we would be so grateful. We are living in the end times. And it's more important than ever that we know what the Word of God says about Bible prophecy because the end of the age is upon us. So I've written this book. It's my biggest book. You can really get your teeth into it. Over 600 pages called A Panorama of Prophecy. And it will teach you from the beginning to the end of how to understand Bible prophecy and how it applies to your life. Uh, there's so much in this book. You're gonna, you're gonna, this will keep you fed for a long time. Let me just encourage you that it will open your eyes to the book of Revelation and from prophecy from the beginning of the Bible to the end. This will be a, a great experience for you. You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk where you can also make a donation to our ministry or contact us on 01865 515 086.